Welcome to Church Ahead, the weekly Christian podcast talking about big questions facing the future of church with Rev L all the way from the north of England. Episode 63, Tina Turner. Welcome back to Detroit for the final performance in the Church Ahead 2023 Summer Pop Festival. If you haven't seen it, please find the YouTube video called Nutbush City Limits by Ike and Tina Turner. You want the one branded Music Laden with Tina in a red trouser suit. Fifty years back, I used to go to South Chatterton Youth Club on a Thursday evening. I went from about the age of seven. A slightly more organised game of football, a round of snooker, a can of fizzy drink and then into the disco where the curtains would be closed to allow the flashing lights their full effect. I was one of the few boys who danced. The music was early 1970s glam rock, Mud, Sweet, Slade and Gary Glitter. All with a perfectly adequate beat to dance to, but not too aggressive. Very English. And I felt nicely at home in this world. Then one day... In 1973, I was shaken by today's song. I had no idea what Tina Turner looked like, but her voice sounded like a screaming banshee, and that funky guitar music was much more grown-up, perhaps more sexual than anything I was used to. When this song came on, all the older girls moved on to the dance floor. My cue to get off, go and play football. But of course, Tina's not from another planet. She's from the southern US state of Tennessee. And which town? Yes, she's from Nutbush. This was the first successful song Tina Turner wrote. And she's simply talking about her own hometown. But it's not as homely as you might think. I hope you've seen the video by Music Laden where the artists are correctly identified, not just as Tina but as Ike and Tina Turner. And whilst she struts around in her red trouser suit, Ike is sat there with his guitar. Ike was her husband, business partner and co-performer. You don't need me to tell you how talented she was, but he was pretty capable too. He played the guitar, he did the production mixing and managed the other musicians and the business side of things. And for me, this song has two clear voices. One is Tina's vocal cord, and the other is Ike's funky guitar. Two amazing sounds come together in one brilliant record. But was Ike as good a husband as he was a musician? Well, we'll come back to him. Let's have a listen to the song. Church house, gin house, schoolhouse, outhouse. For any fundamentalist Christians listening, Tina is no longer with us, and I was asked to step in, and that was the best singer and guitarist I could find. What's going on with this song? Well, Tina is in her early 30s with a successful music career in Los Angeles. 
and she's looking back on her hometown of, in Tennessee. She goes through a list of all the institutions of her hometown, from the gin house to the courthouse. And what does she start with? First on her list is the church house. She was from a church-going family who went to the Baptist church, where she was first recognised for her singing in the church choir when she was only eight years old. It was quite important for her in offering a platform for her to sing and perform in public. She said in interviews that the Baptist Church was the centre of her family life. But that's not what she fastens on in this song. The title makes it plain enough. Nutbush City Limits. She's talking about the way these different institutions in this small town limited the people she grew up with. From a flop house to a gin house, even the schoolhouse. But first on the list of these limiting houses is the church house. And she tells us about the one weekly habit in this town, that people went to church every Sunday, which she repeats several times. Later on in life, Tina became a Buddhist. But at this stage, in her early 30s, she simply a lapsed Baptist who remembers her church not as a place of liberation, but a place of limitation. So what were the limits Nutbush placed on her? Well, number one, she's black, growing up in an era of strictly enforced racial segregation under the Jim Crow laws. She was poor. Her parents were sharecroppers, low-paid, hard work. She was a girl in a highly gendered traditional age with all sorts of limitations on what a girl could do. Perhaps a boy would have found Nutbush not so limiting. Although she was a grown-up woman at the time of writing this song, even then she was working in an industry in which women would be called girls and treated like children by men who controlled the music business and told women what to do. So here she is singing away about all these limitations from her past. But there's one more big limitation in the present sat right in front of her. Yes, Ike Turner. Ike was not a good husband. He beat her, he controlled her on and off stage, he humiliated her, often bringing women home he'd picked up, taking them to bed in front of her. His friends would say it wasn't Ike, it was the drugs. He was talented and in the early days he helped her career get going. But by now she was growing out of him artistically. And this was her big breakthrough, writing her own song about her own life and about things that limit her, the biggest of which was now Ike. Did he realise as he strummed that guitar, she's singing a song about limitations from the past, whilst anyone who knows their story can see that the biggest limitation now is him. His career had peaked. She was going on to be a superstar, though not straight away. Soon after they split, she went solo and Ike's well-connected friends made sure no one wanted to work with her for quite a few years. The influential producer Phil Spector made a point of denouncing Tina at Ike's funeral in 2007. It was a celebrity fallout where people took sides and not everybody took Tina's side. And then came the glory of decades topping charts and filling stadiums to adoring audiences of mainly women 
finding her a personal inspiration as a strong woman who more than survived. As she belted out the rock anthems like Simply the Best, she was, of course, an amazing dancer, right into her 70s. The only other stage performer I can think of who could move with such effervescent energy while singing is Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. Guess who taught Mick to dance? Of course, there have been films made about her, and they tend to concentrate on the rags-to-riches story, the abusive marriage and the brilliant performances. But what interests me about Tina Turner is all in this song. She's someone who can see the limits life is trying to put on her, but she won't accept anyone's limitations. Not as a girl, not as a black person, not as a wife, not as a singer. This pop festival, as you know, is in Detroit, and that was where the Motown record label ran a successful industry of black pop music. They trained them in the Motown style, recorded them and promoted them, and I've no doubt they will have approached Tina to join one of their girl bands and fit in with the house style. But Tina was too much of a wild animal, a free-range chicken. She was not going to be told how to sing and dance by music industry men. Tina Turner might sing about limits, but she would not accept limits being placed on her by anyone. And sadly for us, she saw church as one more limit. One more hammock for people living limited lives. Now, I've never felt that way about church. I think of church as having given me freedom to breathe and to live. But then I wasn't a black girl growing up in Tennessee during Jim Crow. If you want an antidote to Tina's take, then try Donna Summer's song, State of Independence, a song about finding freedom in becoming a Christian. Donna was a black American woman too, but she didn't grow up in the South and she never met Ike Turner. So that's it for this year's Summer Pop Festival. Detroit has been great and we've heard these two superb songs. Songs that set out some of the ways church is under attack. Which should we be more worried about? What if you were the Pope in Rome or the Baptist boss of Tennessee? Which song would keep you awake at night? Tina says church is just one more limitation in a world where there are already too many limits. And Madonna says, God can call you regardless of church. Of the two, I think I see Tina as the less threatening. Her song was half a century ago when the church wasn't in so much trouble. Madonna, I think, gets nearer the threat of today. The threat that people might find God without church. That God might call people anywhere, perhaps sometimes even in church, but just as likely nowhere near church, because God is bigger than church. Now there's a dangerous idea. Friday the 1st of September is the next episode of Church Ahead. There'll be no broadcasts in August 23. By the time you hear this, I will be at a very different music festival in Bavaria, watching an opera or four by a strange German called Richard Wagner. But don't worry, I won't forget you. I'll remember that I'm only there on your behalf to take in the theology. 
Simply the best. Dun, 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 dun. Listen in your vest. Dun, 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 dun. Church ahead. Dun, 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 dun. Listen in your bed or listen in your garden chair because it's simply the best. Thank you.